0: George Carlin. He's a comic. If you never heard him, I strongly advise you, listen to all his stuff. He'd start in the 70s. I know he started in the 60s, and if you want to find that stuff on YouTube, go ahead. I don't think he had truly found himself, but what I grew up on was Carlin in the 90s. uh, Jamming in New York, I think, was his HBO special. I don't know if that's even on iTunes. But if you just want to listen in the car, it's great. Great material, thought-provoking. He's a wordsmith. Um, And that's kind of why I'm doing a quick podcast. This is going to be a quick one. And it's going to be an odd one. Here on Rob's Morning Psychosis. Thanks for listening. I think George Carlin should be mandatory listening. You know how they have, like, mandatory reading. They have summer reading lists. I think maybe middle of high school, you're old enough. Late high school, maybe for a senior project, it should be mandatory that every high schooler over the summer, they don't have to do it during the school year, and I guess seniors couldn't do it over the summer, so it would have to be a junior going into senior year, which I think would be a fun thing. But if I took over the school systems, every 11th grade ending, it would be mandatory summer listening. George Carlin, start with his 84, oh, I forget what it is. Listen from the 80s all the way up to the mid-2000s. Late 2000s before he passed, it got kind of weird. Honestly, for me, some of the stuff just, just, I wasn't there. His suicide stuff, I think I've told this story on the podcast. His suicide, he does a big long bit about suicide. It was on HBO or whatever. Uh, and this was right after my dad had killed himself. And that was the one time, the one time I turned off George Carlin. I said, it's not for me right now. I didn't get up in arms. I didn't get mad. I realized he's a stand-up comic and this is him working out his philosophies on life. But it just at that moment wasn't for me. And that's okay. I l- listen to me. I'm, I'm promoting him in every for every <laughs> teenager in America. Across the world, really. But here in America, if I had control of the school systems, I'd make it. Mandatory listening before you come into senior year. And we need a not a paper, but maybe a presentation on what she took from him and Carlin was a wordsmith. I mean, if you look at what Carlin did with the seven words you can 't say on t v if you just listen to his discography, you hear him talk. I was just listening to him open one of his uh his oh, I forget which one sorry, all the titles of his things, Carlin on the road, Carlin on campus parental advisory complaints and grievances. I don't remember which one, but he opens talking about the word shit. And he says he got fired from a place, a casino in Vegas, for saying that on stage. Which I think, what a weird world we live in. Where a word, one word can get you fired, but that's where we live. And then I thought, what about all the people, and I've worked with people who say, you know, words, they, they can't hurt you. Sticks and stones can break your bones. but we're, And these people, uh, I've always found that the people that say the words can't harm you, they're just words, tend to get the most offended by pronouns or different words or changing words or using specific words. Those people usually are up in arms (laughs) over words. But this guy, Carlin, he really, he was more of a philosopher than a comic, and that's why I think it's so important for kids to hear him. In fact, when my oldest uh, before she was going into college, she was just finishing up high school. And whenever we got in the car, I would throw on the Carlin that I grew up on. Uh, I just remember my parents having it on the TV. Maybe I think my dad had the VHS of Carlin jamming in New York. That one like stuck with me. And ever since that, and whatever that was, 90 something, 98, 96, I don't know. But after that, I was just hooked. To me, it wasn't even... Con- I, didn't, I really didn't even realize it was comedy. To me, it was like a philosophy on life. It was really fascinating stuff, and I think it opened my daughter's eyes to it, too. Um, and I'll do it with all of my children. All of my children at some point when they're old enough and I feel like they're prepared to mentally handle it, because it is. It's a, it's a mental rush when you're listening to Carlin. The stuff he was hitting upon was so deadly accurate and so powerfully... Uh, Eye opening that I just feel it necessary for everyone to hear. Whether you agree with him or not, that's the beautiful part about free speech. <laughs> so, Carlin is a hero, and I think our school children would be better for listening to him at an older age. I say school children, school teenagers would be much better off listening to him. They might resist authority a little more, but hey, isn't that what teenage years are for? And I just found it so interesting that a lot of the people that I've dealt with, I don't know, is this just my experience, but the ones who say it's just words tend to get really ticked off by certain words. And Carlin was brilliant for hitting upon this because whether it's words or not, all he did was say words. He didn't put anything into action. He didn't, uh, as long as I know, uh, his arrest record was being arrested for saying words. His trouble caused was caused from saying words. He was never, uh, like, a political activist. He wasn't out on the front lines of anything. I mean, I know he stood for certain things, but he was not a rabble-rouser. He was a comic philosopher who got on stage and was really good at what he did. But it's fascinating that those words, from him doing them on stage, being broadcast, on radio, on TV, they led to the Supreme Court making a ruling, which we still live within the repercussions of that today, but the, his, his bit, go look that up, his bit, seven words you can't say on TV, and he il- outlined them, in fact, on my drive this morning, I just listened to his expanded bit, where it was maybe eight minutes of words that <laughs> offend people or get you in trouble or whatever, he was very keen on certain words and what they their, the reactions of the public or authorities on them. And it's weird that him saying those seven words led to so much trouble. Now, I don't want to get into the whole story here, but roughly I think his telling of the seven words that you can't say on TV was broadcast and someone complained saying, hey, I was listening with my kid, and I don't want my kid hearing those. And it, the trickle effect led to Supreme Court deciding that, hey, there are some words you can't just say in TV at any time or radio at any time. And we need these hours allotted for certain things and then there are certain words you can never do and this was all from a comic but i just wonder does the supreme court know something we don't or do i agree with them that words aren't just words this is where the podcast gets a little weird and i'm gonna end it after this which is even worse But when you think about it, words aren't just words. Words get written down, get enforced by authorities. Words make up our society. Words are how we communicate, how we tell people to stop at a street of four points. Words are very important. They're not just words. And words have affected people for a millennia. Especially here now and today where the words and the written laws are so we can't understand but they can be enforced and they are enforced on certain groups and words are powerful and that's what carlin taught and that's why i think everyone should be listening to carlin but then again are they just words i don't know thanks for listening to rob's morning psychos share this with a friend and listen to george carlin with your kids when they're old enough peace